spirit. It's everywhere. Are we able to communicate with them? What can they teach us? Welcome to School Through Spirit. Host Diet Renee is a certified psychic medium and master teacher of psychic and mediumship development through LWISSD. Diet was born knowing spirit and now is here to help you better understand the spirit world. Now, your host of School Through Spirit, Diet Renee. Spirit, it's everywhere. Are we able to communicate with them? What can they teach us? Welcome to School Through Spirit. Host Diet Renee is a certified psychic medium and master teacher of psychic and mediumship development through LWISSD. Diet was born knowing spirit and now is here to help you better understand the spirit world. Now, your host of School Through Spirit, Diet Renee. Good Monday morning, everybody. This is Diet Renee here at School Through Spirit on WLTKDB Let's Talk Digital Radio. This is a show to, to explore different people's lives, their journeys, and how spirit has just impacted it. Now, I do talk with people from different modalities of spirituality every week and others that have just found spirituality within their lives. Now, each week I do start the show with something that Spirit has asked me to speak about, and then we go on to our guest. Now, this week, my guest is Matthew Lewis Croft, and I'm telling you, I hope you love him as much as I love him. And I know I say that every week, but trust me, Matthew's a freaking bomb. I'm telling you what. I will, I will also say, there's not too many people I don't know in my world that are not freaking spectacular. Um, and I really chose Matthew this week for, for a reason, because this is the kickoff to Happy Holidays. Do not tell me I'm too early because it's before Thanksgiving, because this is the holidays. Actually, in my world, I'm a little late. Normally, I kick off with holiday music in my head about beginning of October and September, somewhere in there. Um, but today's show is really about Thanksgiving. Um, let's repeat that. Thankful giving. Thankful giving. Okay? I want to really change that up. Thankful giving. And that's what this show is about. Okay? Um, and really, uh, the reason why I picked Matthew is because he is probably the most thankful, gratitude person, one of them that I know. He really is. He's just, he's um, always giving, you know, just always out there. Beautiful soul. Oh my gosh. I'll tell you what. When I think of people that are grateful, I think of Matthew. He's just, he's just that awesome. And he is a psychic. He's a medium. He's a healer. He's a yoga person. He's just, he lives in New York. Oh my God. The, and if, I'll tell you, if you ever have a chance to creep on his Facebook, do because the images he gives you is spectacular. I mean, just the beauty he sees through a lens is just phenomenal. And I don't know if he does it through his camera on his phone or if he has a camera, um, an actual camera. I don't know. We'll have to ask him, won't we? Um, but that is huge. That is huge. So this week, it's all about thankful giving. And I really hope you like the new intro for the um, the station, the WLTK station, because it is the holiday one. We are here. We are we are proud. We are happy. Um, and I'll tell you what, it's awesome. I'm super excited because I am all about the holidays. I'm all about Christmas. And I've already started shopping, like shopping. <laughs> So Spirit talked to me today about thankfulness, gratitude and thankfulness. And 
I want to speak more about the gratitude than thankful because not that they're not the same because they really are. But I like to use gratitude as a word, as a word and a regular everyday word that's in my everyday vocabulary. Okay. Um, why? I, I will tell you what. Um, People used to say this to me all the time. They used to say it all the time. You have to have gratitude. Oh my God, you have to have gratitude. We have gratitude. Comes back at you. And I got so sick of hearing it. I really did get so sick. Of, like really, if I said thank you to everything, more was going to come. And I'll tell you what, when I really kind of got down and out and I don't want to say destitute, but it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. And when I got to that point, I literally said, okay, I, it's worth a shot. It's worth a try. And I started using the word gratitude. I just used to be, you know, like saying I was thankful for this or I was grateful for that. And I was shocked because you know what? It worked. It worked. Um, and that was when I really didn't mean it. If that, and, and that was back in a time, sorry to try for oh, it was kind of loud. Um, that was during a time that I really didn't necessarily mean gratitude because I wasn't in a state of mind that I was grateful for a lot of things. I wasn't noticing the stuff in my life to be grateful for. I didn't have, you know, um, a, a house, you know, that was in my name. I didn't have um, great relationships with people because quite frankly, I wasn't a person to be, you know, you wanted to be friend with um, because I was in a bad spot. I didn't have a lot of money coming in, barely enough to pay the bills. I didn't have a credit card because a credit card company couldn't trust me. There was so many things that, that I had this life of that really came down, you know, because I was in this awful relationship that at one time, I will, I will say at one time, I'm not even going to say it was awful. To somebody else's perspective, maybe it was awful. To me, I'm very grateful for it now. But back in the day, I felt it was very awful. I felt it was very just like a destitute place to be in. And oh my God, it was, it to me, it was just horrendous. But, but when I started to use the words grateful, when I started to then feel grateful, when I wanted to get to that place of having nothing but gratitude in my, my heart and in my soul, life started to change. And it really did. And I really started to look at big pictures, not these small little pictures of, you know, what was happening in my life right now, or, oh my gosh, these bad things, blah, blah, blah. I was looking at bigger pictures as like, why is this happening in my life? What is going on in my life? Why is this happening? And I started to have a lot of gratitude towards things, the positive and what some would call the negative. Why? Because those were giving me so much in my life to see that, you know, sometimes you have to have the negative with the positive. You wouldn't understand what positive was if it wasn't for the negative. You wouldn't have growth if it wasn't for the negative. Life is amazing, trust me. And I wish, I really do wish on so many levels, on so many levels, we had nothing but happy, jolly, jingle, happiness everywhere. And there was no cancer and there was no disease and there was no violence and there was no all of us. And trust me, I wish there was never war again. I really do. And, and I wish that we have lived in a society that we could learn from history 
and not from the present and have to have those things happening in the present. And I wish we could just be grateful for the past. But I will also tell you, our souls come here to learn. Our souls come here for an experience. And that makes me look at things in a different manner to say, you know what? I really am grateful for these things. I'm grateful for the positive. I'm grateful for the negative. Because of those things, I know what joy is. I never understood what joy was because I didn't understand that those things in my past that were negative were turned into a positive for me. And I know I, I sound like I'm talking gibberish. And you know what? And, and maybe I am to a lot of people out there. But putting gratitude with everything in your life is huge. It's huge. And it really starts to open up the door for so much. Excuse me. I guess I'm going back to sneezing noises on my computer. So let me let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. Before when I used to do galleries, I never used to, or readings, I never really prayed. I, 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 I put out a little, hey, thank you for, you know, blah, blah, blah. But never really anything from the heart, never really something from the soul. And I can remember going into galleries and struggling. Gosh, I struggled. God, I struggled. I'll tell you what, it was there, but I struggled. And one day, all of a sudden, and I think, pretty sure I was in, I was in Minnesota someplace, like eight hours away from where I live right now. And, um, oh, this new straight hair thing, I got to get used to it. Um, anyway, I was up there eight hours away. And I remember being so nervous because I looked in and it was the largest group I had ever done readings for. And I was terrified. I was so scared. I'm going to get a, I'm about to get a cry baby, guys. I'm about to get a baby that's going to cry. Just you. Oh, we got to look at this baby, guys. Oh, let, let's get your nose. Hold on. Let me get your nose. What happened to you? Well, let's only bring you up part of the way because I'm a naked baby. Everybody, this is my grandson, Dawson. Did mama go? Did mama go to the kitchen? Michael, find mama. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Sometimes they just want to come say hi. Um. Anyway, getting back to this. I literally sat there and I was terrified and I didn't know what to do. I thought I'm going to get up there. And I'm going to just bomb. This is just going to be awful. And I can remember sitting out the doors and saying a prayer, but the prayer wasn't, um, Oh God, please allow me to hear spirit. It wasn't anything like that at all. You know, and you would think I'd be down on my knees going, God, please let this work. Please let this work. Please let me hear them. And it wasn't. That wasn't what came from my heart. That wasn't what came from my soul. That's not what I needed. My prayer was literally, thank you for allowing me to do this work. Thank you for gracing me to be a voice for the voiceless. I am so grateful for what I am allowed to do every single day and I'm beyond grateful to change people's lives to be part of their lives to be part of spirit and at that moment I will tell you what other than gratitude filling my heart truly filling my heart I had no clue what it was happening but something happened in that moment and when I went in to do that gallery, it was probably one of the best galleries I've ever done. 
And I do state it's because of the gratitude. It was nothing but the gratitude. So then after that, I tested this theory a little bit because I thought, wow, that's that's really awesome. And I'll remember the next gather, I forgot to pray. I forgot to say thanks. I forgot to be grateful. And it wasn't so good again. I mean, the people in the audience didn't know the difference. Only I did. You know, they all went, oh, it was so awesome, blah, blah, blah. And it, and it probably was. But for myself, it didn't feel like it should. It just didn't. So after that, I really started to look at what am I grateful for? I still didn't have a house. I still didn't have hordes of money. I still don't have hordes of money coming in. Um, I still didn't have a lot. And the one thing I didn't have a lot of was happiness either. It's kind of huge, isn't it? But I started to think, wait a second, what do I have? What do I have? I have a home and I have a beautiful family. And oh my God, my gratitude for that is amazing. I'm safe every day. I can't say I was always safe every day. You know, I, I can't say I always did the most moral and righteous things, but I can say I do that now to the best of my ability. I'm grateful because I am part of my grandchildren's lives and I get to be all the time. I'm grateful for my family. I am grateful for my friends. I'm grateful for every opportunity that comes my way. I'm grateful for spirit and I'm grateful for me. That's huge, isn't it? And I'll tell you what, did it change the course of me owning my own house or anything like that? No. It didn't. But what it did do was it changed the course of the way my thought went, the way I look at things. And that changed everything. That changed everything. And I will tell you, it started with just happiness, sheer joy, just happiness and joy. That started to come into my life, and it was huge. Oh, my God, it was huge. To look at something and recognize it and go, wow, thank you. Wow, I'm happy. Wow, I know what joy is. Those are huge, huge, huge. Okay? But then beyond that, beyond that, the weirdest thing started to happen. I started to have belief within myself. Belief in myself. <laughs> I think we might get somebody to join us for the whole show. What's going on? Okay, come here. Got to keep the bottom half off because he's just refusing to close today. I don't know. Did my mom, mom go to the kitchen? Mom. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I got grandbabies. I told you I was grateful. He fell and hit himself last night. Okay, did everybody say what they had to say? <laughs> <laughs> These are two things I'm very, very grateful for. <laughs> hey, out of here. Okay. <laughs> Say bye. Bye. Say bye. <laughs> go with mommy. I can't come. He's like, come on, Ma Nana. Come on. I see you in a little bit. <laughs> oh, he's going to kick and scream the whole way, guys. Kick and scream the whole way. So... <laughs> Two of my biggest gratitudes in life. So, but it did change the way I looked at things. And then it changed the belief in myself. I honestly started to believe in myself. 
that was huge. That's something I hadn't done in eons. I mean, I can't even say years. It would it felt like eons, if ever. Excuse me. I couldn't remember the last time I had belief in myself. And what happened when I started to have belief in myself, I went and bought a new car. Something I'd never done before. Because I never had the gratitude in myself. I never believed in myself. I never had that feeling of I could do this because I never looked at myself like I was worth it. And I had to remember, wait a second, where did this start from? It started because I found gratitude in the simplest things of life. But I was able to buy a car. I was like, oh my God, are you kidding me? And then other things started to happen. Like, you know what? I looked in the mirror and I went, you know what? Why am I not worthy of maybe like other women and go and get my hair done? Or why am I not worthy to wear makeup? Or why am I not worthy to lose 40 pounds? Or why am I not worthy to buy nice things for myself? Or why am I not worthy for all these things? And when I had gratitude, when I incorporated, incorporated that into my life, all of a sudden I went, you know what? I am worthy. And I allowed myself to have those things. And it was night and day difference. And my life has changed tremendously. And even as I sit here and I'm looking around and I'm going, wow, everything that I'm grateful for around, I've got, I've got family, I've got friends, I've got a new car, I do have money coming in, I have more credit cards than I think more one person <laughs> probably have. Um, but I'm grateful for all of them. Um, I mean, not that I use them all, but I'm still grateful for all of them. Um, all the things that I did not have even five years ago because I wasn't grateful for me. I wasn't grateful for me. Excuse me. And it's really weird how that word gratitude starts to change your life. It, it's, it's phenomenal how that word starts to change your life. And it's strange because nobody explains that to you, do they? Nobody explains that to you. I want to look up the word gratitude. I just want to, I want to read what it says in the dictionary because, you know what, like you all already know, I am a big person for Google, <laughs> but grateful. It's an adjective. And it's a feeling or showing of appreciation, kindness, and thankful. Received your experience with gratitude, gratitude, welcome, enjoying the grateful shade. Wow, that's really kind of profound if you think about it. It really is. It, it's, it's huge. And it's funny because um, nobody ever tells you to be grateful for you, do they? They never look at you and say, you know what? Part of um, being grateful is being grateful for yourself. Grateful for your existence. And I started to realize that, you know, for myself quite a while ago. But I did realize that we don't always look at that. We don't always take the time to look at that. I, I know with like my granddaughter, oh my gosh, she's learning so much. And she learned a whole bunch last week about being grateful. They did a whole project 
a whole project about all the things they're grateful for. And trust me, I was I helped her with it. it was awesome. And to hear all the things she said she was grateful for. I mean, she being four broke it down to not just friends. She she named individual names and individual family members and dogs that have passed away and every kitty and and bunnies and her brother and everything under the sky. But never once did she say she was grateful for herself, grateful for life, grateful for love, grateful to feel love, to feel joy, to feel anger, just to feel. And I really do believe that's where gratitude has to start with is here. It really does. It has to start with an inner like of yourself, an inner gratitude for your very existence. Because how can you necessarily feel gratitude out here, fully anyway, if you don't feel a little bit in here? Now, I'm not going to say that they, they can't go hand in hand. I'm not going to say that. I, I'm, I'm not going to sit there and say you cannot. There's no way you can feel gratitude if you don't feel it here. I'm not going to say that. Because sometimes you need a spark out here to spark in here. You know, because you see it all the time. You see it on YouTube videos, TikTok, Facebook, every social media platform. Um, I don't know how often you actually see it on the news, but you know, it is out there. And you, you'll see it where, you know, you have, you know, people that are homeless or out, in a, you know, just down on themselves. Um, and, and maybe not feeling self-worth. And it just takes the kindness of a stranger that they're totally grateful for. But it's that one person believing somebody else is worth it. It's worth it. And they're helping them to find the gratitude in themselves. And I want you guys to think about that over this time, over this season. Because, you know what, whether it is, whether it is, a, and I know, and I'm really hoping everybody thinks about this stuff after the fact, you know, after the fact, after the holidays. I'm really hoping that people take the time to think about that. You know, think about um, charity to themselves, charity to others, gratitude for themselves, gratitude to others after, after the fact of um, the holidays. I think that will really help with a lot of things. I really do. I mean, just think about just think about your your New Year's resolutions. Are you already thinking about those? I know I am. I know I am. I mean, it's huge. You know, as you can tell, I've thought about this this term a lot over the last few days. A lot. And when you look at this term, it, and you just think about resolutions, because you know, so many people have the resolution: I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to lose weight. Or I'm going to become healthy, or whatever your resolution is. Very few people succeed at it. They really do. But I think it's because sometimes we look at it at the wrong way. We look at it the wrong way. Because if we don't look at ourselves and we don't feel that we ourselves are worthy, we ourselves um, are worth that, that we are not grateful enough for ourselves, we don't let ourselves have that. And we definitely don't let ourselves have it long term. 
And I think that's something that we have to look within and realize. We have to look within and have, let ourselves have. So what you know, let's let's do some exercises. Let's do some practice. Let's think about things that you're grateful for. Okay. Um, and then put that into practice. Literally put that into practice. You know, because like it said, you know, the dictionary says it's an adjective. Okay. It's an adjective. It's grateful is um is an adjective. You know, and So it's a, you know, let's do something about it. Let's do something about it. Put it into practice. Put the word grateful into practice. Okay? Um, when you think about it, you're grateful for your body, so what are you going to do for your body? Maybe alter your diet a little bit. Maybe uh, practice yoga or exercise, go for walks. Um, you're grateful for your body, so maybe you'll just learn to put lotion on your skin every day and just take care of the skin. Or, or maybe you'll go, you know, I'm grateful for this body and I'm going to, you know, go someplace and buy something to put on it that maybe makes me feel a little bit better because I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for the existence of a soul to be able to get into something and travel this earth and, and experience. So when you're looking at that, do something for your body. That's one practice. That's one exercise for you to do. I'm grateful for this, so I'm going to treat it better. I'm going to treat it like it's worth something because I'm grateful for it. Okay? And isn't that what it's about? Treating something like it's worth something? You know, you're grateful for your family. When's the last time you called them? When's the last time you picked up your mom and took her for a walk in the park and maybe got her a donut or an ice cream or dinner or just went and sat on the front porch with her? Grateful for your children. Go play a game of Yahtzee. Grateful for your spouse. Wrap your arms around them when they're doing dishes and just give them a kiss on the neck and tell them thank you. You know, grateful for your dogs. Go play with them in the backyard. Wrestle with them on, on the couch, on the, on, the, on the floor. There's so many things out there. We're coming to that time where school is going to be done for the semester. And if you're grateful for your teacher... And that's a thankless job, isn't it? It really is a thankless job being a teacher. Send him a note. On the way out, the last day before break, holiday break, look at them in the eyes and say, thank you for all you've given me. Because they've given you the world. They've given you their knowledge, they've given you their experience, they've given you every, every part of them as part of their soul. They've given you their passion. And tell them thank you for that. Being grateful is more than sitting around a table in front of a turkey 
and listing off what I'm grateful for. It's a way of life, guys. Being grateful is a way of life. It starts here, and then it comes out as an outward expression. Okay, it starts here. Because even when I brought up maybe a homeless person, there's still some part of them that says, I am going to sit out here and just ask for a dime or a nickel or change. And they're so grateful for that. They understand. But it starts somewhere in here. So start looking at that way of life. Start changing things for yourself. Start, you know, motivating yourselves and before the holidays and keep it up after the holidays. Recognize those things in around people and everyday existence. Everyday existence. Even the flowers you walk by or the trees or whatever, because think about think about what that has to do just to grow every year. All the time. It's got to go through so much. Start being grateful for these things. Start recognizing things. Start allowing your heart to be filled with the gratitude. Just the joy, the passion. And above all, guys, recognize it. Recognize it in other people. Okay? Just recognize it. That can go so far. And trust me, when I say when you start recognizing it in other people, you're really going to start recognizing it within yourself. Okay? Well, there's the end of my speech. <laughs> this is Janet Renee with School Through Spirit on WLTKDB. I'll be back in a few minutes after this break. Looking to launch your new masterpiece? Then try something new with Moonbow Publishing and Production. At Moonbow, we have a strong desire to serve authors in a powerful and meaningful way. After all, you poured your heart and soul into your writing and we fully understand and respect that. Remember this, you will own the copyright to your work. You will have the final say on your work before being published. Even after all of that, we've saved the best for last. We won't take a percentage sold. Nope, not a penny. Excited about MoonbowPublications.com yet? We thought so. Take advantage of our company's services like book editing, formatting, and covers, publishing, and photography. Moonbow Publishing and Productions has everything you are looking for in a company. Remember, we will not keep any commissions. We are a boutique publishing company focusing on spiritual, health and wellness, and personal growth genres. Moonbow Publications and Productions, a new kind of publishing company. Hey, welcome back to School Through Spirit. This is Jet Renee here on School Through Spirit. Um, WLTKTB. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Um, 
I was looking at one of the comments and I want to say good morning, Brenda. Excuse me. Thank you for listening to me while we are you're at work. I so appreciate that and always listening every week and everybody else out there that does. Um, so I, I wouldn't I want to bring in Matt. Let's bring in Matthew. Hello. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I am good, Tia. How are you? Wonderful, wonderful. Everybody, this is Matthew Lewis Cross. Please say hi. This is just I, I telling people a little bit about you beforehand, little snippets. Um, because as I talked to you before, this is really my week of being grateful, you know, grateful, you know, thankful Thanksgiving, you know, the type of thing. Right. And every time I think about that word being thankful, I don't know why I think about you. I really do. And since the day I first met you and my fears, my nervousness, because we both know where I was at in life. <laughs> and if everybody doesn't know, I was in my master teacher training and Matthew was one of my first students, you know, and I was scared to death. And uh, you've taught me so much about gratitude since then, you know, just watching your life. Well, thank you. <laughs> so thank you. Right back at you. And, um, there's this wonderful, uh, colorful sort of globe thing. I don't know if it's a part of your setup, but it's really cool looking. Um, oh. But I'm fogging over. <laughs> so. I hope it's not. I hope it's me. And not, but if, if it's my setup, I'll take it. <laughs> it, it. It looks like it might be some sort of like... Uh, Halogenic logo type thing. It's like a an aqua colored sphere. Oh, I love it though. <laughs> that is the um, that is the background. That's the 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 station's logo behind us. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of that. So I thought it was your aura at first. Which oh, I, I will take it. See. If it was my aura, I would take it in a heartbeat. You know? <laughs> so, can you tell people about you? Just about you, a little bit about your journey, how you got here. Sure. Those um, amazing portraits behind you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't even sure if there was going to be a video element to this. So um, I, I scrambled uh, mightily to uh, do my little setup, and I keep fogging over, so I don't know what that's about. But um, the, uh, uh, what can I tell you? It's, um, I came to... Um, psychic mediumship uh, kind of late in life in a way. Um, I really had no um, acute awareness that this was going to become uh, such a central focus uh, for me, but um, it all started um, just, we started watching uh, Lisa Williams' show on Lifetime. Oh. Uh, I think she had two different shows. She did. But yeah. Um, there was the the main one, uh, Lisa Williams, My Life Among the Dead, and I'd always had, uh, you know, a, a great interest in um, uh, spirituality and psychic uh, stuff and um, mediumship. I watched the show Medium on TV, and um, um, I when I discovered, just to make a long story short, when I discovered that Lisa was um, doing live shows in conjunction um, with the TV show and, and then beginning to kind of tour the world, um, it really appealed to me and I, I started attending them. And I don't know if it's the New York City market, but no one ever really like does 
an actual show in New York City <laughs> that I'm aware of. Um, so they were always in New Jersey or in Westchester County, and uh, which I was fine to, to go to. But um, I, I think I had one of my first mediumistic experiences um, when I attended that first show. I think it was at the Red Bank Theater in New Jersey. And, um, and I saw and heard... Uh, people in spirit um, during the show. And it was very sh sort of short-lived. Um, but if you want, I can tell you a, a funny little story. I want to um, hear it. Yes. Okay. Please All do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> because people so, are relating to you right now. Trust me. <laughs> okay. Awesome. So um, watching the show, uh, it was incredible. Um, she, she used to have a setup where she would have a camera um, at the back of uh, or a, a roving camera um, operated by a guy okay. and he would go around the audience and film uh, a close-up of whoever uh, Lisa was reading okay. and there was a, a video screen at the back of the stage so the entire audience which was very large in a lot of these spaces could see um, the sort of intimate uh, interaction um, so Lisa would talk to, to the people in the audience and, um, and and she would go to them, I think, um, if I'm not mistaken. Or sometimes she'd do it from the stage. They, they kind of changed the format around to over the years. But right. um, I'm, I'm butchering this story. No, but... really good. <laughs> I think people so, have got the same experiences there. <laughs> exactly. So, um, well, let me say this. Um, she gave uh, several readings and one of them on this particular occasion was um, a very intense um, reading with a woman who had lost um, her son at a very young age. Okay. Um, so, and he was her only child and, um, and Lisa was connecting through a, a locket that the woman uh, wore around her neck that had his photo in it. And, um, it's just a very intimate, very uh, meaningful, and very obviously uh, emotional uh, or emotionally charged uh, reading. And I kept hearing all of these people in the audience going, <laughs> and just like having these little conversations with themselves. And and I thought, this is so horrible. Like, you know, I, I really wanted to be uh, quite vulgar and, you know, um, but I'm sitting, seated like a uh, center uh, orchestra and um, I didn't want to make a scene, um, yeah. but I, I just couldn't believe how rude people were being. It went on for several minutes and um, Lisa finished the reading, then she finished the show and we went to dinner um, afterwards uh, down the street and, and I asked my friend, I was like, um, can you believe those rude people during the show who wouldn't shut the fuck up, essentially? <laughs> and, um, and he was just like, no, like, what are you talking about? Like, I didn't hear anything. And I was like, oh, I hear dead people. You hear dead people. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it just was a, a huge sort of epiphany and, um, and it was kind of comical because Lisa would always explain kind of to the audience, you know, how it worked and give like a quick 101 on, on uh, mediumship and how she conducts her readings. And 
um, she had mentioned too that very often spirit will gather sort of behind her, I think to the right, um, you know, and they're all like clamoring, like, hi me, like, pick me, like, I want to come forward. And, uh, and and that's what what had happened in fact and and i realized this sort of suddenly um was that it was kind of spirit noise uh if if you will of of them going <laughs> they were all excited and um wanting to come forward so it wasn't actually people in the audience like being rude like um, and so good I good thing I you thought, didn't get up and start yelling at people, huh? <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> I was this close, I, I tell you. Um, and I, I, I really do hate shushers in audiences, but, you know, in that moment, it felt really warranted. I just, I had such a compassion for this woman and her story. And, um, right. it, I mean, it was heartbreaking and, and moving and so many things, but, uh, right. um, yeah, so that's that's how I sort of acutely discovered, like, oh, like I have some, you know, abilities or uh, some openness, some awareness of of something in a in a different realm. So um, that's how I kind of that door kind of got kicked open that day, and I didn't immediately pursue something, but. Um, right. It began the it began the the path, I, if you will. It, be, it began. It sounds like a pretty good path to start with, you know. Yeah. It really <laughs> does, <laughs> you know. I mean, that's like in your face, you know. Like, cause like for myself, I started when I was really young, but I didn't see spirit. I didn't necessarily hear spirit. I just knew there was things in the dark that I was scared of, you know. So I think I. I think for myself, I think I would have preferred going, oh, what? Dead people. I got this. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love and that. it's funny, too, because, the, you know, it's, I always say this, but spirit uh, in general is very fluid. And I think that we're often trying to apply linear thinking and linear logic to something that sort of defies that inherently. And, um, you know, and it's about reminding ourselves um, once we're especially doing the work um, of the uh, need to tap into the fluidity um, mm. and and sort of accept that as a, a as the methodology that spirit uh, likes to use um, mm. is how I look at it. So, so how is this? How did that change your life then? How did that that moment in time? really change your life you know that's a great question i i mean it, it had sort of an immediate uh, impact in, in terms of opening my eyes but i think that it started um a trajectory or a path um where i was actually going to tap into some of those things that i was feeling uh intuitively and uh sort of organically um, in those moments, um, you know, because I'd had a smattering of them in earlier years. And I always, um, you know, say this, that I, I knew I was psychic from a very young age, even before I knew what that word meant. And I was obsessed with everything to do uh, with psychics. And so I would go to the library and devour books um, right. on the topic and do the little silly little tests. Um, that they had with like, can you tell this woman's you know favorite color? And um, <laughs> were you right? <laughs> um, um, 
Uh, actually, on that one, I, I wasn't. And I was I remember being so frustrated because I'm like, I know that I should know this woman's favorite color. And it was yellow, um, you know, because they reveal the answers like in later pages. But uh, is it yeah, um, remember the ones you don't hit, but the ones you do is like, good on. <laughs> exactly. And isn't that uh, telling for like how so many of us uh, uh, spiritually beat ourselves up um, and demand perfection. So, um, but to, you know, finish answering your question, um, it, it created a, a, a sort of a journey and a path. And um, I think that um, that that coincide not coincided it, it uh, culminated in um, actually doing a Lisa Williams workshop uh, at Omega Institute. So, um, and again, I, I entered that very naively and uh, you know, it's very in a very childlike fashion, I should say, um, because it was a four day workshop. Uh, it was super intense, but I had no idea. I, I thought literally like, oh, I'm going to go and I'm going to learn a little bit of the history of mediumship and, you know, and um, listen to, uh, you know, Lisa's lectures and, you know, we'll probably do some exercises and maybe like dabble in what it's like to, you know, give a reading here or there and, um, you know, and then maybe, maybe I'll get a reading from Lisa. Um, and by the second day, it was very obvious that I had, you know, gotten a lot more than I bargained for. Um, it was, we were, you know, uh, delving into giving actual readings and doing tons of exercises. And even from the first night when we gathered to sort of meet and um, begin the course, um, I, I was no having it. Yeah. Like <laughs> it, it was, it was incredible. Um, so um, by the third day I was, um, giving what I call like the best reading of my life. Um, it was the most pure, organic. Um, uh, we were all seated in a circle. There were about 40 odd people in this class too. And we were in this wonderful building called the Pavilion uh, at Omega Institute. And um, we were all holding hands. And I remember um, I had my eyes closed this entire time. Um, and, you know, fast forward to now, like I, I don't do um, nearly as much eye-closed right. mediumship or readings, but um, at the time, since I was just a, you know. Um, right, with her <laughs> eyes like this, like, I got to shut my eyes to see. It's like, how can you see with your eyes shut? <laughs> exactly. And, and the, the paradox is that you, you can, and it's, right. there's a rich tapestry of, of visual feasting that uh, can occur in that state. But there's also, you discover, um, a great freedom in having your eyes open and being able to have, have that uh, connection um, with your sitter. And also um, you can see um, in the spirit world at the same time um, in right. your mind's eye and, and your heart's eye. And <laughs> as I like yeah. to call it. Um, so it, it ended up being um, this, uh, um, I felt um, as we were seated in the circle, um, I kept saying um, a bunch of people read, people across the circle, you know, so it was people in, in totally different uh, sections of the room. And I ended up going last, which is kind of a, a, a thing I like for some reason, letting everyone go. And then, mm -hmm. and then <laughs> I don't know if it has to do like, with my performing arts background, but I, I, I kind of like being a closer or, you know, the, 
final well, act. I I, I'm the same way. Don't worry. I either want to be the very first or the very last. I don't want to be anywhere in between. <laughs> exactly. And maybe it's, you know, a byproduct of being a middle child and, you know, having some like deep seated resentment about that. I don't know. Um, but, um, Suffice to say that um, I, I began to, I knew somebody was coming forward and I, um, to make a long story short, I was like, my hands are burning, my hands are on fire, my hands are burning, my hands are on fire. And so it was kind of what I would discover to be, you know, spirit energy and also Reiki energy, even though I hadn't yet uh, delved into giving Reiki and becoming a practitioner. But um I definitely had this uh, acute sense of everything being on fire in my hands and um and it wasn't scary I don't mean anything like that but right. um when the spirit stepped forward um the first thing he did was say Michael and <clears throat> the woman right next to me was immediately like uh, on my right hand side was like that's for me um she she knew immediately who it was uh, uh -huh. just from the name and and it was for her um and then he began to describe himself physically and um gave me all of these pieces of evidence and um i won't give you the whole story but um right. everything was you know completely accurate and i was just flowing and uh, you know giving everything that came to me and i always cite this when i'm talking to people about um when they're approaching their own um you know, mediumship journey and, um, you know, their, their education, um, that sometimes it's that very beginning, uh, reading or a very first reading where you have that sense of purity and just a pure connection and you're not judging yourself or anything that you're getting and you just yep. give it. Um, and I'm like, why, why is it like my very first one is like the best reading I've ever given, <laughs> given. But um, it was pretty hilarious, too, because, like, this giant poodle appeared, and it was his dog, and she appeared, uh, like, human size. Um, wow. And, uh, yeah, and she had, like, this huge personality, and so I'm just like, I'm seeing this poodle, and she's <laughs> enormous, and she's a big personality, and, and she's like, yeah, that's his dog. And um, so I like to tell that story just because um, – it reminds everyone, um, you know, present company included, but um, anyone listening that we all have access to this in our own individual ways. And um, sometimes the act of giving over and approaching something with uh, no judgment and just a, a sense of purity really uh, frees us up to, um, to um, connect in a powerful way. So um, it does. what was your first experience that um, I know you mentioned experience? childhood, but. Oh my God. Well, you know, as a child, I will tell you as a child, yeah, I, I've had this my whole life. Um, so my, and I would have to actually break mine up into different areas because as a child, it was, I knew spirit. I knew they were there. I didn't know. It was almost like the boogeyman. You know, you know, something's there. You can't, you, you can feel it. You could, you know it's there, but you've got nothing tangible. Um, and then it went on to, I started in dreams, you know, and I actually had a grandmother come. And I think I, I told this story to at least the viewers before, but I had a grandmother that came in a dream. And, you know, 
This is back in the day where, you, and I think you recognize this, when you had to be 13 to go up into a hospital, you know what I mean? And you're like, I was nine. So I never knew what a hospital looked like. And she walked me through the hospital because she was there and told me all about spirit and life and death and the souls and heaven and all this wonderful stuff. And, and, um, and I wasn't listening to her. You know, I was nine years old. I was looking at this hospital. She was walking me through like, <laughs> I'm looking indoors. Um, so we got to the last room and she opened it up and she, there was this old lady in a bed. And, she, and the lady had tubes and hoses, which now I know were IVs and oxygen. And she literally said, Diet, who is that? And I looked at the lady and I went, Grandma, that's you. And she goes, but who am I? And I can remember clearly looking at her going, I'm confused. Like, how can there be two of you? And that's when she told me the difference between a soul and a body. And she told me that her body wasn't working anymore and that her soul was leaving it and that I wasn't to be afraid because I was going to talk to souls the rest of my life. Like that was something I was going to do. Wow. And I can remember not being afraid and not, you know, like, oh, okay, I'm going to talk to, you know, because I, I, I didn't register as dead people. I was just going to talk to these souls outside of bodies and not a big deal. And I woke up and told my mom, grandma had died. And she told me, no, you, she didn't. And a few minutes later, you know, 10 minutes later, she got a call. The grandma died. <laughs> you know, so that was really my <laughs> first, first experience with it. But when it came to doing a reading, that didn't happen for many years. I was in my early 40s when my, because I delved in this, I practiced with that. I, you know, I was a witchy woo of everything, no expert of nothing. You know, I mean, I own more pendulums and, and Ouija boards and Oracle cards and you <laughs> name it. I got it ruins. I, I numerology, it's all over the place. Um, right. But always terrified to do anything myself. Cause I would say, that's not me. That's not me. Not, not me. You know what I mean? I, I'll be the psychic drummer. I'm not the psychic. And, but I'd taken a class. And I'm a person that follows spirit. I just, I was the one that was, prove it to me, prove it to me, prove it to me. Right. So um, a, a lady that got to be a friend over time, um, Lillian, she had posted on um, Facebook saying, I'm offering my first class for psychic mediumship. First 15 people get into it. It's free. It's my first one. And a group of 20,000 plus people. And I put my name in there thinking, I said, well, you know what? This is true. And this is me. She'll pick me. And I got picked. And I went, Okay. And um, we did a lot of exercises, but the first reading reading I had to do for somebody outside of the class, I'll never forget it because, you know, she set it up and I was in Hayward, Wisconsin, really bad reception. So I had to go out to the middle of the driveway. It was cold. It was snowing. It was just frigid and I was shaking and I don't know if it was fear or the cold but I can remember pacing back and forth and going I got this woman oh my god I feel she's schizophrenic oh my god I can taste these meds I'm going num 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 I'm like I had doing the posturing of somebody with a lot of psych meds that have been long term and everything was going through my head and the voices and all this and I was just as fast as I could and I gave what should have been a 45 minute reading in five minutes because I talked so fast. Like, thank you very much for bye. And I hung up. I was like, wow. And the response I got from that was, oh my God, right down to the exact medications her sister was on. 
and I could taste the meds in my mouth. And I knew it was going on because I, I blended with the spirit. So my first mm-hmm. reading was a blend, was come on into my space and let's join. Right. So for me, that was my first, that first, oh my God, moment. But then I did probably close to 3,000 free readings after that and had absolutely no faith in myself at all. Right. None. So it's kind of a parallel situation because you had that initial sort of sense of purity where you just were flowing and you were flowing at this very rapid pace. So it's like you didn't have time to judge or Mm -hmm. even like analyze any of it. You just gave it and it ended up just being, you know, one hit hit after another at, you know, a Mm -hmm. highly accelerated pace. Um, And I think that's when our humanity, you know, kicks in. Um, during subsequent readings, and that's when I would say, you know, self-sabotage is uh, a common <laughs> It's huge, isn't it? Yeah. It's huge. So when did you start getting faith in yourself? Faith in this is what you can do. Like, this wasn't a one-hit wonder. This wasn't I show up to a workshop and I'm good there, but I'm not so good at home. <laughs> Because we all have right. that, you know, we show up to a workshop, it's like, yoo-hoo, this is my life. You go home, it's like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't I, I, wonder. <laughs> no, and I think it's such a it's such a common sort of epidemic, if you will, um, that it's, it's always easier to do the negative things. It's always easier to hate. It's always easier to be angry. It's always easier to self-doubt. It's always easier to self-sabotage. And we get entrenched in these patterns in our lives. And this doesn't, doesn't pertain to mediumship or, or psychic stuff. I mean, it's, it's across the board in every sort of category of our lives. And um, I think that this is more heightened because of the nature of it. So when you are being self-flagellating or um, self-disrespecting or self-whatever the case may be, I think it's, it's amplified. And um, so that can make it kind of uh, turn into turmoil. And um, people really can do a number on themselves. Um, I'm sort of an interesting hybrid of, um, you know, of being very confident and um, having natural stage presence and then also having, you know, and being extroverted um, and social um, and then having my, you know, shy and quiet and, you know, introspective and um, other side. And, you know, sometimes we have to get comfortable with blending those and, and then that makes us more comfortable blending with spirit. Um, but it was it was that same workshop to to answer your question. I um, that was more of a an in depth uh, epiphany <laughs> where it was like I you know at, at least it was hilarious and I actually met her her now husband Chris. Um, Aren't they amazing? <laughs> I love them both. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> and uh and, and you know, and he's such an interesting sort of, you know, figure and I won't, you know, delve too much into that, but it's um, you know, military background, um, you know, just a very different, you know, uh, highly skeptical <laughs> like um and just to see yeah, that healthy normal that, person, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unlike the rest of us. And um, you know, and and it was absolutely uh, 
lovely and charming. I met him after class one day. I don't know if it was the second or third day, and um, and and Lisa introduced me, and um, and she joked like, "Oh, you know, are, are you trying to take my job?" Because she was so impressed with the, the reading I had given. Um, you know, and I, I thought it was the most absurd thing I'd ever heard. I'm <laughs> like, like this world-renowned, like world traveler of mediumship, and and like, why are you like complimenting me on this level? Like, and of course I took it. I was like, yay! But um, <laughs> you know, it just struck me as just so patently absurd. But I mean, she was right in a in the sense that. Um, like I had given some just amazing readings and what was actually it's just striking me now too. Um, you know, I've seen her do and other mediums do um, um, dual links, I think they're called. Yeah. And, um, and I think that we actually, she and I had done some of that sort of organically without labeling it as such, because it's now just striking me um, as I recall that workshop um, there were some, and this is why it was so obvious too, and I, I have to go off on this little tangent for a second. And this is why it was so obvious to me that um, mediumship is real, that, uh, you know, people in spirit is real, because there were people who were coming through uh, for me in like little breakout groups and exercises and mini readings and focused readings. And, and then later on, um, Lisa would connect with the same exact spirit and then often go into some more detail. And, um, and it just, yeah, really, um, I think it's true um, that that's how spirit works. Like they can come forward for multiple mediums and they can do it simultaneously sometimes or within the same, you know, like workshop or class um, or hour. <laughs> Um, yeah. so it really like, it, it enlightened me in that moment. I was like, this is, uh, really, um, very real and, um, we all have access to it and it's about opening myself. Um, and that's the, that's the, the, the way to go in. Um, right. does that make sense? It does. It does to me. Yeah, it does. Because it sounds like, you know, I like how you were able to get that all in one, you know, kind of like those great readings and start to have great trust about this all at the same time. You know what I mean? Like bringing that together. Cause I like for myself, mm -mm, it years apart, <laughs> years apart. I will tell you what I was certified. And then I was a master teacher way before I started to get that confidence within myself. Does that, I don't know if that makes sense for you because I was a person that was two by four therapy. I mean, like here, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> like, you know, it was that, you know, and now, and I'll even tell you now, I still get nervous, you know, but the difference is, is now I walk in going, okay, I just got to, I got to, I got to check out at the door and let spirit check in as I'm walking through, you know? Um, so I, I mean, I picked up on that. You know, sorry, I love the fact that you have that, that inner confidence, you know, and we're able to get that, you know, um, I've always been just a thicker person to go. Somebody could look at me and go, Oh my God, you're doing a great job. And I'd be like, no, I'm not. Mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Cause that's always been my nature to as much as I tend to 
be in the spotlight or like my daughter will say I stand out in a crowd. I mean, I do. And as much as that is, I'm also the person says, don't look at me. You know what I mean? So I'm kind of right. like this. <laughs> you have that duality, that same thing that I, I was do. talking about. And I do. So that praise or that you did a good job or this is you was hard for me to come by. It was hard right. for me to come by. So, you know, that belief in yourself. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I picked up on that, um, if you will. Um, uh, when I first met you, um, I mean, obviously we had corresponded. Um, so we, I had a we did for like four months, yes, before we actually yeah. met. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I feel like um, in person, um, there was that sense of there's this immediacy with you and uh, there's a presence and um, like you can feel the deepness and the deep connection, but there's also this other element, and I don't mean to put you on the spot no, with this, but of, um, I don't know if insecurity really is quite the, the right word, but it's just sort of a, a self-doubting thing that would kind of like trickle in here and there. So I could feel them both simultaneously and um i relate to that though because it's it's the same sort of um paradox that i have for myself in that um having like this great confidence on the one hand but also um a well-established track record of self-sabotage i mean i have been my own worst enemy on, on so many occasions in so many different arenas so yeah. um you know i would never um uh, you know, just like flat out judge someone for that. But I definitely um, can have the ability to to witness or bear witness to that when, when I meet somebody. Um, and it's very natural. And I think it's yes. also very natural for people in the healing arts and mediumship um, because um, of a one sort of universal truth that I experience is that a lot of... Um, mediums are, are really trying to heal themselves. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of us come from backgrounds that are fraught with abuse or um, very negative um, experiences. Yep. yep, there's always something there. Yeah. Yep. And no, and I get I, it. Is that, I think that um, becomes a lot of our personality, you know. I don't know about you. I had I had the great joy of spending a year with Lisa after the fact in a mentorship just to heal my life. So oh, good. I, I I had a beautiful time of doing that. So and for myself it's actually helped tremendously because of that healing aspect of um then going, wait a second, I need to heal. I need to make that a library. And, and not a reality, if that makes sense. Like to say, hey, I've had this life, but but heal from it and, and literally make it into that library for spirit to use. And I have used every tool at my means where before I used to run like, oh, my God, no, I don't want to deal with. I already lived it. I don't want to deal with it, you know. Right. And now I'm like, nope, right down to let's get hypnotized. You know what I mean? <laughs> let's get and I've been doing that more recently. Like, hey, I've done a ton of healing. I am. I am done with these blocks. Let's look at it. Let's tear into it. Let's dig deep. And people are like, you're crazy. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to say I'm done. Let's, let's go forward. You know what right. I mean? And I, but I think you're, I think you're hitting the nail on the head. It's a healing. We have to heal. We have to 
And it takes that self-doubt and it puts it on a back shelf to say, you know what? You fit in a great jar. I will bring you out when I need to, but right now you got, got a special dusty spot on the shelf. <laughs> you gather your dust. I have many dusty spots in a New York City apartment. <laughs> I don't think so. Can I tell you? Can I tell you that I I teach all the time now, all the time. I it's a passion. I love it. Not something I ever thought I would do. But I have a dirty little secret that I use you with all the time. I do. <laughs> and I do in my I'm, beginners. I do in my beginners. <laughs> this is it. This is it. Because you know as well as I do. And this is something me and you talked about. And how am I going to do this? Was sacred space. You know how we tell our beginners, find your space. This is your boundaries. This is when you are in that space Leave me the hell alone to the regular blood-filled people in spirit. I'm ready to work. <laughs> and people tell me, I, I don't have a space. I don't have this. And I go, let me tell you about my very first student. He lives in a New York flat, a very small space with his husband, two cats, and a lot of artwork. And this man <laughs> took a yoga mat out, would put it down, add some crystals, and call it his sacred space. And when he was done, he would put his crystals away, roll up his yoga mat, and go on with his life. So don't tell me you can't find a sacred space. <laughs> I and love it. Me and I'm like, I don't care if it's your dinner room table, just move over one spot. You know what I mean? And they just look at me. And I, I do, I utilize you in that because it stuck with me of going, there's no excuses in this work. There's no, exactly. if you want to, it's there. You know what I mean? And to me, that has always stuck with me, always. And it is my guilty little secret. I still use that. <laughs> <laughs> no, have at it. I love and it. I don't Except use your name. Well, now that the world knows I use you. So, yes, it's me. <laughs> it's me. No, you can Sorry. use my name. I was, I was, <laughs> but, put, I, put all of it out there. Except I'm now a, you're going to have to addend uh, the, I, it's now three cats in the Yoga Cat <laughs> studio. So, um. <laughs> it's three cats. But, yeah, yes. I would tell if he can find a space and trust me, they're like, well, how do you know? I said, because he took pictures. He took pictures and sent them to show me <laughs> I have my space. That's right, I did. He did, he did. <laughs> Brenda says, I'm relating so much to the self-doubt. I am so glad because people do relate to these stories. You know what I mean? So I want to go to something you do and sure. it's your selfie realness. How did you start that? Why did you start that? I love that journey. To me, I watched that journey. I'm like, yes. <laughs> well, um, here's what I would say. Um, the way back in the the beginning of time, I was swimming at the um, at the gym, and um, there was a woman who we would do workouts together. And um, she actually lived in the same neighborhood that I do um, now. And um, long story short, she was going on one day in between sets about um, this thing called Facebook, and um, like, oh my god, you have to do it. Oh, it's great. Uh, and I instinctively was like, no. Nope, 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 nope. Not interested. That sounds horrible. 
Like, absolutely not. And finally, like, months and months later, I caved and I was like, fine, let me just create this stupid account. And, like, I had a little profile uh, picture of my first cat, um, Oscar, instead of my face. Um, so at the very beginning, I was... I was like this, like, <laughs> no. Um, and then what I discovered, and I have lots of mixed feelings about Facebook, um, you know, and we can get into that another time, but like algorithms and um, destructive things that I think that they've done. Um, so I really have mixed feelings, but it's also, it developed in sort of into a, I don't know, like a, a blog. I would use it as an informal blog. I would write pieces and put them in, um, I don't know, like a, not a folder, but like you have a, a section for like stories or something. Yeah. Um, I think that you write. So I did that. And then I did, you know, I, I am a, an avid photographer. So I know you are. I love that. your pictures. I love <laughs> your pictures. I was telling um, people before you came in, I'm like, I don't know if he uses a camera or his phone, but to look through that lens is amazing. <laughs> it's the phone. And and what happened was I, I luckily, I've been with like Sprint for years and years and now it's T-Mobile, but um, they, for whatever reason, um, had like certain phones that had really good cameras. And I just happened to luck upon, you know, selecting a phone that I thought had a really good camera. And that kind of began this whole odyssey of, of you know, chronicling everything uh, through photographs and but I didn't want to do it in a completely self-indulgent way. And, you know, I'm sure that I am self-indulgent at times with it, yeah. but, um, yeah. you know, it's kind of it's natural sort of evolution. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's part of the, the, the package, if you will. And, um, but I was terrible at selfies originally. Like when it came out as a thing, I was like, I, I, I botched them. I was like, this is horrible. Like, why are people doing this? But <laughs> <still> do that. <laughs> <laughs> you still have that um, mindset. I'm sure it's, um, you're not alone. Um, but for whatever reason, it just clicked one day. Cause I, I guess I'm naturally artistic. So, and, and I, um, what I did with this particular phone, and I love to tell this story actually, cause I, I think it's kind of fascinating, but, the cell phone enabled me to create a canvas um, and a composition. And sometimes this would be in one second, two seconds, maybe five seconds, in extreme cases, like 10 seconds. Um, but it was usually the one to two second range. And I would just like in my mind's eye, um, and then with my literal eyes, I guess, I would create this canvas and the composition and I click and I take the picture and the result was just something really, you know, beautiful or interesting. And, um, and so it, it began to steamroll. And so then the selfie thing clicked one day where I just was like, I should be really good at this. Like, and, and I did it and I, I don't know what I did, but it came out really well. And then, so I just, you know, so it sort of became a story, like, here's me, like, in this, and it's also, there's, like, a healthy degree of self-mockery <laughs> involved, because I think that, you know, if I've learned anything through all of this, is that we really have to um, have a sense of humor and uh, be able to laugh at ourselves 
and laugh with ourselves. And um, it's how spirit operates a lot of the time. So yeah. they can they can be telling you the most you know tragic intimate details of their lives and um, whether it's regrets or apologies or, you know, illnesses or the way they treated their kids or other people. And, um, but they can have like an extreme sense of humor at the same time and often do. And, you know, spirit, I always say, and uh, say this, but they, they love to like, you know, have fun and sort of, um, you know, fuck with electronics and they do. Um, they do. things around and like <laughs> give you like like messages like hello, I'm yeah. trying to connect with you, dummy. Like, um, so yeah, I think it's um, and even still to this day, yet like I, I will say, um, with complete and utter sincerity, um, there are still moments where I'm reflexively sort of rejecting spirit because it just seems like so implausible in a way oh yeah but then it's gotten better at like um you know shifting into the acceptance mode um and i'll, I'll use an example actually this isn't exactly selfie realness um but no, the um the other day i i work in a vet clinic and um because as, as so many of us do um, in this field or in New York City especially, um, you have to have other work in order to fill your squares. Right. Um, and there's been a lot of interesting overlap uh, working with animals and working with uh, people and their animals um, right. that really dovetails um, beautifully with uh, spirituality and healing arts and mediumship. Um, but I was closing up the clinic. I was the only person there. I was leaning on the counter. Um, um, and so, so I was standing and I was waiting for my ride. And um, I had a Starbucks cup that was, you know, had a little bit of the espresso um, in the bottom. So right. it was mostly empty. And it just started moving towards my face. And um and I immediately thought that it was spirit. Um, so that was an interesting change because normally I think our linear logical minds are like, oh, like there's condensation on the bottom of the cup. And, and I did sort of, you know, fall into that a moment later. I was like, oh, there must be condensation on the bottom of the cup. Right. Or like, oh, is this like, you know, countertop like on uh, an incline? And I just wasn't aware, like. <laughs> After all these years? Yeah. And, um, but it wasn't, it's not like, and there, I checked and I didn't really feel any condensation, but it was also just so methodical the way it was like <laughs> going like this. And it went to the edge of the counter and like this much of the, the plastic cup was, you know, hanging over and it stopped. So spirit was like, I'm just going to get your attention. I'm going to move this towards your face and, and then I'm going to stop it before it topples and, you know, spills onto the, the desk. Yeah. Um, and I just thought this is, this is so cool. Like, um, and so I posted just a, a, a photograph of it, but my phone, and this is the other part of the story that I'm dying to tell you. Um, spirit messes with electronics all the time. And, yeah the phone will very frequently do things of its own accord. So my phone started taking, um, I don't even know what they're called, but they're like 
they're not action shots, but they're prolonged photos. So yes. they're like mini videos. And I was like, my, why is this phone doing this? Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> I didn't like, you know, tap on anything or set it up. So, um, so there's some weird shift going on with the phone that's uh, morphing from selfie realness into like shooting like little video clips. And, and I wonder if that experience like had something uh, to do with it because that's kind of how I experienced it. It was like, I don't know, maybe 15 seconds of just this methodical like cup <laughs> moving towards me. Um, and what um, one thing I discovered too that really cemented this idea of spirit um, connecting through messing with devices um, and cell phones is an obvious, you know, um, you know, means by which they can do this. Um, uh, several years ago, um, my phone was face down on the counter uh, next to the kitchen, and um, I was sitting somewhere else in the room and it just spontaneously started taking photographs. Um, and they came out all black because it was face down, but yeah. there was nothing pushing, you know, a button or, you know, doing this. And I was just like, what's wrong with the phone? <laughs> <laughs> what, why, I, is it broken? Am I going to have to bring it back? Like, why is it this? And it like took me forever to realize that it was, um, my brother had just passed, and um, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, it was um, it was 2013, and um, <laughs> like it was him, and he has a huge sense of humor, so it's totally in keeping with his personality. But he um, he was like fucking with the phone and having it take hey. picture after picture, and it was his way of like saying, "Hey, I'm here," like. Um, so I, I never forgot that. And so when we have these experiences in our lives, and I, I'm dying to hear an example of one of yours, um, <laughs> but I, I think it's, we just have to be open to that um, and realize that it can be any like host of cast of characters who are trying to connect with us and right. either send a message or just, you know, uh, assert mm -hmm. their presence and, you know, and bring some, something into your life. And they, and they do, and they do. And it's so funny because as you're, you're talking about yours and electronics, I'm thinking about a, gosh, it feels like it was so long ago, but it's only probably about two years ago, a little over two years ago. And my sister passed nine years ago, almost 10 years ago now. And she was an avid, like, Journey fan. Like, all, right. I mean, all music, don't get me wrong, but Journey, if she could have married Steve Perry, life would have been great. You know what I mean? Like, right. Perfect. Type of person. And, she always uses that music to get my attention. So she uses different things here and there. But if I hear Journey, I know it's her. Right. And I was still nursing. And I was. this is a Sunday. And I go in. And they put me on the Alzheimer unit. And I'm like, great. Long Sunday. Not even a soul on the, not even a soul in the room or the unit. Because anybody who knows Alzheimer's, they're not sticking with their body. You know what I mean? They got that cord. They're going to go off and enjoy their life, you know? Right. So there's nobody to talk to either the physical or the not physical. And the unit clerk had a radio that she played Monday through Friday when she was working. But when she left for the day, she would always unplug it. So this thing was unplugged. 
and I'm having a conversation. One of my my conversations, if you really want me to do this, you're going to do this, blah, 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 prove it to me, blah, you know, all those conversations. Because I was really thinking about quitting my job, retiring nursing, you know, all of that, you know, but all the self-doubt was in my head and prove it, prove, I'm a prove it type of person, or I have been, still am sometimes. Right. And different songs of journey started coming through that radio. Now it's unplugged, turned off, not, not able. And it was songs related answers to what I was asking. And I thought this has got to be in my head, but people are going by going, is that thing ever going to stop playing journey today? And I'm like, <laughs> Like Jackie, come on, you know. Right. And it was, and it, it it was funny because it wasn't continuous. It was literally every time I do go do my job, I come back to the med card. I'm doing this, and I'm like fighting myself, and then it would play again. And I'll never forget because literally it had come down to the end of the day because I was doing a 16 hour shift. Right. And remember, I'm in an Alzheimer unit. Okay. Right. And. Obviously, I'm not listening. I'm fighting with her over these journey songs coming through electronically, <laughs> this and that. And finally, I'm like, you know what? If I am an effing medium, you're going to find some way other than that journey to tell me because journey has no medium songs and prove that one to me, you know? <laughs> it was basically what I said. The last person I had to give meds to at night, it's like 830 at night. I walk in to give her medicine and she's watching the show, The Medium. Right. Never heard of it before. Whatever. She won't take her pills until, you know, a break, a commercial. So I'm watching it with her. Comes to the break and I go, so what are you watching? She goes, don't you know? I said, no. Never seen it. She goes, it's the medium. I said, oh, I've never heard of that. She goes, you are one. <laughs> what? <laughs> take your pills, woman. <laughs> I mean, plain as can be. Well, you are one. I'm like, fine, I'll listen to the radio. <laughs> but you are, Blanche. You are a medium. <laughs> You're always going to be. You're always going to be. And that was my, like, really the big of me walking away from my nursing because I literally was working right. at least three 16 hour shifts a week, if not more, and still doing events on the weekend, still doing all this. I was. Actively, I mean, half and half, you know, because right. I was full-time medium, full-time nurse, but that was the beginning of the end of my nursing career to say, hey, it's time to walk away. It's time to accept who you are, and it was through electronics, and it was from those avenues that there's really not going to be a message that spirit says we're going to use it. We're going to yeah. use it because you can't deny this. And music is huge, too, yeah. uh, for so many people. Um, I, I think it it connects people um, on a visceral, sort of emotional level. Um, uh, it's so easy to find meaning in a lyric or an entire song or an artist. And um, I, I love that story. It's to, I, I think it's so true for so many people. Um, and you don't even have to be a medium to to have that sort of awareness and openness like it can it can benefit so many people yeah. um you know people who are you know perhaps you know getting readings from a medium it's like mm -hmm. they um you know sometimes that opens them up to um having that awareness in their day-to-day -day lives of you know when spirit is um you know paying a visit um i mean this the spirit coins 
Um, yeah. You know, it's another huge sort of thing that, um, you know, has been talked about for a long time. And it's very true for me. It's, it's almost comical at this point. Like, um, and I get dimes a fair amount too. Okay. And um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, what's funny about coins. This is an interesting story because I'm a, I've always been an effort. Find a penny, pick it up all day long. You'll have good luck. I, it's in my head, blah, blah, blah. I don't pay attention much to dimes, nickels, quarters, dollars. It's just, the whole petty thing in my head. Right. But every time I have a question, should I or shouldn't I do something? And I know this is my dad. I know this is my dad because it's his sense of humor. I right. will almost immediately like get out of my car, looked at, and there will be two pennies. One tails, one head pointing up at me. And I'll hear 50-50 chance. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, smart ass. <laughs> is that like you want to just say, like, do it? <laughs> Just, just do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean they they can be quite um, I don't know if caustic is the word, but they can like they it's very humorous, but it's also like you know shit or get off the pot. Like yeah. <laughs> come on, my family really is. My family is either very doting and very quiet and very like interviewed or they're loud and in your face. You know what I mean? Right. So I can't wait to see what I'm going to be when I die because I don't know what. <laughs> 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 and if you know, it's in I, your face, you're in trouble because everybody's doing everything. <laughs> I can't I've tell been everybody. totally thinking about this recently. I'm like, what What kind of, like, would I, like, harass medium to be like, hi, it's me again. Like, <laughs> I'm going to give you a sign. Um, yeah, I don't know. But I'm going to be a huge pain in the ass probably. Like, so, I, I think know. that's what I'm going to be because literally I, I'm the big one. When people go, oh, I don't know if I should do this or if I should do that, I look at them and go, okay, listen to me, guys. I was a nurse. I had a guaranteed job. Like, was not I, – I switched that up to talk to dead people. And become a success at that. So if I can switch that up to talking to right. dead people, you can do anything. <laughs> like yep. selling hot dogs is tangible. Go do it. So I think when I'm dead, I'm going to be like the poking you in the, you know, do it, do it, do it, do it. Yep. <laughs> I'm be the no, worst. It's, a, it's, it's a fascinating uh, sort of, um, thing to consider i yeah. you know um i still feel like i have a lot of you know stuff to do here but um oh, you know i i like the idea that um you know there's this continuation and that you can i guess it's a circle of life type of thing like you can end up having an impact on people here and um and i think what is sort of unique to our situation is that we we have an early uh, insight into this by doing this work so um you know and that that benefits us here while we're alive but it'll also benefit us um in the future when we're in the afterlife and right. um and fostering those connections between people in the spirit world um you know i think it's an invaluable um sort of uh skill but um or you know activity i, I don't know my vocabulary is escaping me right now it's but okay. <laughs> it's because you're talking to me and i don't have a huge vocabulary <laughs> <laughs> let was... me ask you about that actually because um i periodically people will be like um wow your vocabulary and and i love language i love words yeah. i love using um them to express what 
is your your take on that? I've been told by you know certain teachers like you have to boil it down and simplify and you know not overwhelm people with your vocabulary, but it feels so natural for me to use mm-hmm. that voca- vocabulary. What is your your um, my professional on, opinion. My take on that is it's it's very simple. And I explain this to people all the time. Spirit, you know, number one, we work for spirit. God bless every client I have. And I tell every my client, I love you dearly, but it is your loved one on the other side that has found me. Your loved one has said, I need to talk to this person. And it went around all over the place to find who it wanted to speak through or would speak the best for them. So... Right. If you know, I get a lot of loved ones on the other side that cuss and swear, and it, I think it's because I do have a mouth of a sailor and I have no filter. I literally have no filter. It's like whatever comes up, here you go, and I'll apologize for it later, um, unless I have a nun, and then I'm going, Oh, he's got colorful words. <laughs> <laughs> so, with my way of looking at it, is is when you have spirit coming to pick you. They're picking you on everything that you are, your vocabulary, your everything. You know what I mean? Right. Since you do have such a vast knowledge of, you know, the encyclopedia, you know, of words, you also have the ability to say, okay, I'm hearing this, but I know you're feeling the person in front of you going, I don't think they're going to understand the words, but I'm going to say the words because this is what your loved one is saying. But as right. in this, I know for some reason you're not quite understanding, but I don't think you quite understood them when they were here either. So hmm. I'm going to say what he's saying, but then I'm going to make it make sense for both of us. You know? Right. And I'm going to switch the pages a few to use, you know, six letter words versus 13 letter words. You know what I mean? Right. So, And that's my take on it to say, you know what, if spirit is using those words, they're going to use those words. You know, right. I said things that went, I don't even know what that means. Right. <laughs> what language are you speaking? Right. And the person's like, oh, my God, that was so my dad or that was my husband or, you know, because you really can't make it up. So I don't think, you know, the only thing I think would be was more of a psychic level. And then again, you're going to have clients that come to you that are drawn to that energy. And you are a person that's very well spoken. So, of course, they're going to come to you. And you've right. got more than enough intelligence that, hey, if they're not making sense of it, you'll go, okay, I'll dumb it down a little bit. I mean, yep. not to say that verbally, but in your head, like, yeah, I was a person that didn't know all those words, too, at one point. Exactly. So and, and why, I think why too, hide your charm? Why hide that part of you when it is you? Yep. Also, um, you sort of uh, bring out this interesting um, sort of concept is that, um, I've discovered even more, especially uh, recently, that um, the the healing nature of sound to begin with, um, and I play singing bowls, and I usually will start my readings now by playing the singing bowl and sort of like yeah, connecting. Yeah, and it's a, it ends up being very uh, sort of special and, um, you know, and it feels great, and it's, it's such a deep connection to, to spirit for me, but um, the... Um, I was giving a Reiki treatment to a friend recently, and um, I at some point began chanting um, as part of the treatment. And um, so I was using my voice to make 
you know, sounds and, and to provide healing in addition to the, the Reiki through my hands. And, um, and I think that people really respond to this. Um, and it's kind of fascinating because, um, I, I just, whatever sounds or words or, uh, you know, come out, I, I just let them come out. And so in a way it sounds like nonsense. Um, but I remember I was chanting just, uh, something like, no me, no me, no me, no me, no me, no me, no me. And, and if you break it down, there's the word, you know, no, and there's the word me. And I felt that there was some sort of message, uh, uh for her in that, um, right. about knowing me and then maybe knowing herself and then uh, maybe knowing spirit. And so you can kind of exponentially, um, go a lot of great places with it. But um, I think just giving over to, to what you get, as you were mentioning, mm -hmm. is very important and um, can really um, illuminate a tremendous amount. That's huge. I love that. Well, Matthew, how can people find you? How can people find you? I want people to find you. <laughs> I want everybody to find you. I'm a social media whore. You'll have I no problem. I know you are now. I um, mean, trust me, guys. As much as he says he doesn't like Facebook, one of my biggest tasks was to get him off some of his pages. <laughs> and I will say this in parting, too. Um, um, I highly recommend, like, social media cleanses, I guess we can call them. Um I did it in the lead up to the in-person workshop in Lilydale for the certification um, right. where you were the master teacher. Um, the, I really reveled in that five weeks. Like I tapered myself down That's over it. the month yeah. and then I was at like 80%, you know, and then I, five weeks, I went off of it completely. Yeah. I didn't watch TV movies and I, Fucking loved it. I was it was, say, it was hard to get you to that point. You're like, but I'm being better. I only got at him five times today. <laughs> <laughs> but how long so, were those five times? We're not talking about how long they were. There was only five of them. <laughs> yep. And then to, to also to successfully have like gone gone for five weeks without That's any. Cute. I was literally repulsed by my cell phone. I mean, I brought it with me, obviously, because I need yeah. it, but. Like when I would not bring it into the church and the the workshop rooms, and I I remember like tossing it a few times, like on the bed, and then the only exception, of course, was photography. Right. Um, that's an exception for me because that's like me connecting with the world around me uh, through through that, and it's an art form for me. So I didn't have an issue with that, but. Um, technology and devices when I'm work, doing this work, like I really do kind of have an aversion. So right. I might do another like social media, like electronics, like thing, you know, cleanse at some point. But um, right. my website is MatthewCroftLewis.com. So it's just my name. Um, and I'm on Instagram. It's the same thing. Matthew Croft Lewis um, is my handle for that. Um, my Facebook page is, Matthew Crawford. So, um, yeah, it's um, th th it's pretty basic. I tried to keep everything with those names, and I I remember I had a conversation with you and Deb and uh, Lisa, I think, or maybe I don't know if it was Deb and Lisa, but about like choosing my professional name. And um, the reason I settled on like people can call me Matt, they can call me whatever, and and I'll be fine. Um, but as long as you call me, um, <laughs> <laughs> but. The um, um, I settled with Matthew Croft Lewis because um, 
it was distinctive. And I, if you Google Matt Lewis, um, there are thousands of us like all over the place. So um, I wanted some, uh, something that would allow people to like find me more readily. Um, and then the, the name Croft has to do with um, uh, my father's mother was her maiden name. And so it's a family name. Um, and he, he has the same middle name as me, my dad. And um, it was just kind of a cool, um, like, like she's on my team <laughs> of, like of uh, spiritual peeps. So um, it just, it was a natural sort of selection, if you will. Um, and, you know, uh, that's why. So those, that. Are, those are my things. <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much, Matthew, for coming on and joining me today because I know you had to rearrange your work schedule, and I'm so thrilled you did. I'm no, so I, I was, it was absolutely my pleasure. I'm so excited to have um, you know got to connect with you this way. Oh. Um, I'm not a morning person. I have a bit of allergy face, but uh, just talking to you is like has been. Um, so refreshing so i love um, it <laughs> I, I get the allergy face because i tell everybody it's just a monday morning sneeze fest in front of my gal like yeah but it is what it is and they just laugh yep. at me it's good you have to live through it <laughs> live for it. It's, it's life so now that snow is coming you know what i'll be better <laughs> oh my god i don't want to talk about no snow <laughs> <laughs> anthony barack is obsessed with snow and i'm like always teasing him like <laughs> I'm like a summer boy through and through, and I'm just like, why do we do this to ourselves? Why do we live in Wisconsin or New York? Or I went to school in Minnesota, by the way. Oh, wow. So, because it's yeah. beautiful, and the seasons are amazing, and it's fresh and clean. It's a great time to hibernate. Oh, my God. That's a very positive outlook. <laughs> I'm very grateful for my seasons. <laughs> and my no, it's, it's, true. <laughs> it's true you enjoy the summer that much more when you've been oh, tortured no, over the winter seasons and people don't i mean ranch you come march and it's still snowing sucky i'm gonna be like okay i want spring but right now i want my snow i want my snow i want all my right snow. i love well, my tires i'm already out play i buy brand new blankets every year because they gotta be warm and fuzzy i get right. brand new fuzzy socks everything because you know what is the season of hot chocolate hot tea and fuzzy things <laughs> you, you make it sound so appealing and wonderful <laughs> how do you do that <laughs> no i do like tea i i'll, I'll i like comfy things I'll have tea or... in New York. we'll sit on your balcony with fuzzy blankets and tea yes okay that's a deal because that is the deal you know i have decided that I, when you said at the very beginning, I'm going to say it now, I'm going to be the first medium to have a show in New York. Big. There we go. I'm making goals. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I will rise to that challenge. And, I'm and, gonna sit on, and we're going to sit on your balcony and talk about it and be grateful. <laughs> exactly. And we'll, we'll commune with the icicles and uh, dine al fresco and... And uh, philosophize. Come down over the bridge. <laughs> over the icebergs <laughs> floating down the East River. <laughs> we'll take selfies going, look at us. Everybody inside where it's warm. <laughs> Thank you so much, Matt. Oh, my God. You're welcome. You. I am so grateful for you. Thank you, darling. You have a beautiful day. Thank you, okay? Diet. And thank you, everybody. This is Diet Renee with School Through Spirit. I'll be back in a few minutes with your weekly reading.
Meet Nicole Strickland, one of the leading San Diego paranormal researchers. Nicole offers a gentle and humble approach to working with spirit energies. Being the founder of the San Diego Paranormal Research Society, Nicole is no stranger to the unknown. Due to Nicole's vast knowledge of the paranormal, she is widely sought after for speaking engagements on topics like children of the paranormal, paranormal investigation 101 and 102, history of spiritualism, and more. Not only does Nicole research the afterlife, but also writes about it, and is the author of several books pertaining to the paranormal and its history. She has appeared on television shows like My Ghost Story, Travel Channels, Famously Afraid, Good Morning San Diego, and more. Have a conference or event coming up? Contact Nicole on her website, authornicolestrickland.com. That's authornicolestrickland.com. Hey, welcome back to School Through Spirit. I'm Diet Renee, your host here. Um, I've been talking to Matthew Cross Lewis all morning, and it has been such a joy just to reconnect and talk with him and break through his story and his thoughts and, and everything sharing my story is awesome. Love, love, love that. Um, the straight thing, I don't know if I'm ever going to get used to it, but I guess it's here to stay for a while, guys. Um, I just want to sit here. Um, I had some comments come in. I really want to just say thank you for those comments. Um, Vicki, yes, thank you again for always listening. And yeah, self-doubt. Trust me, I get it, that queen of self-doubt. I'm right along with you. Um, in time, I've been getting better and better and better of getting up because you know what? We just have to. Just to journey and be ourselves, we have to. Um, and live in Wisconsin. Of course, Wisconsin. I love every state, but you know what? Wisconsin's home. Wisconsin's home. So I will take that. Um, so let's do our card reading. We're going to use, as always, because I love this deck. Ah, if I can pick it up, it's Lisa Williams' Intuitive Soul Oracle deck. As always, guys, I'm sorry to say this. You may not be able to run out and get this deck anymore. It's in the archives. It's on secondhand shelves unless you speak other languages. And I don't think it's going to be coming out anymore as much as I wish it would. Um, so we're going to do four cards with this today, and then we're going to do a clarifier card. The clarifier card, I'm going to use this Psychic Tarot from the Heart Oracle deck, and that's John Holland's. Um, it just felt right about the heart, because I've been talking about gratitude and thankfulness and things of that nature. So let's do our four cards here. Um, as always, you can pick card number one, two, three, four, or you can pick two or more. I Pick them all. Be greedy. You know, this is this is for you. It's something for you to look at for this week. Might be where you're at right now. Might be what you need to use for the week. Whatever. Okay. So, let's do this. Okay. Card number one is the dream card. Oh, my God. I love this card. Connect with self and spirit. Believe in power of your dreams. <laughs> Guidance and direction. Guidance and direction. I love this card because it is about dreams. It is looking at what your subconscious allows to come out in the dreamland, okay? So many times things happen and that we don't even realize, and paying attention to those is huge. Paying attention to those are huge. Sometimes that's the only way spirit can get things in because we're so busy or we don't pay attention. So for myself, when I look at this card, I think it's time for you to really start to pay attention to those dreams, pay attention to those connections that spirit is making with you, you know, in that subconsciousness of yours, okay? 
And you know what? They, they do it all the time, guys. They do it all the time. Spirit is constantly talking to us. We just have to take a moment to listen and pay attention, okay? So that's card number one. Card number two, oh, we haven't seen this one in a while. It is the power card. Staying strong, strength, powerful, and firm. Oh, I love, love, love this card. I love this card. <clears throat> because to me, power, power in self has nothing to do with the strength of your muscles. It has nothing to do with your attitude towards somebody else or a situation. It really means about you staying strong within yourself. Okay, you knowing yourself, you knowing where you sit in life and your the power of you. That's where it, it's about. It's knowing who you are, being firm in who you are. Don't let anybody else push you out of that. Okay. So number two is really about you staying firm within yourself, the strength of yourself. Number three, identity. I think we're coming on a pattern here. Identity, the self-discovery, authenticity, and being whole in home like this i gotta bring this one a little closer because that sh that that glare on there oh my god i love this card um you pick number three it's your time to start looking within it's your time to start looking within find out who you are be true to you stop being true to somebody else this is this is your life this is how you work you know look within yourself Bring yourself together. Find the truth of who you are. Maybe you're just starting this journey, or maybe you're in the middle of it and you need a reminder. But that's what number three is about, okay? Look within. And number four is communication, talking, taking action, listening, and opinionated. You see a pattern, guys? Do you see a pattern? I see a pattern coming here. So communication really is about that talking, really about listening. Communication is two ways, okay? So many people think communication is just about being talking and being heard, but it's also about, about listening, okay? That listening is a huge component. And I'm going to tell you, it's just not about listening to people around you. It's also listening to spirit, guys. It's listening to self, okay? Communication is about all of this. We always try to cut out part of it. We try to cut out maybe communicating with ourselves or we try to cut out that communication we have with spirit or our guides, or our loved ones that have passed away. But trust me, communication is everything. So look to other ways that they are communicating to you. Listen, take the time, okay? Take the time. So card number one was the dream card. Um, it really is about allowing those dreams to happen, allowing yourself to connect to yourself to your higher self or yourself to spirit and allowing those dreams to happen number two is the power card that is about really about you standing in your own power you being strong don't let anybody knock you out of your own power be firm in who you are number three is learning that identity of yourself really going within and saying who am i authentically who is this person authentically and pushing on from there because i'll tell you what this is all you got at the end of the day Number three, number four was that communication card. Listening, guys, listening along with talking, okay? Because communication is more than just one. It's a little bit of everything, okay? And don't forget, let spirit in. Let yourself in in that communication. Listen to yourself. You know, just like the card before it said about self-discovery, you need to listen to yourself also, okay? How many times have you you know, thought to yourself or told yourself, I need to do this, but you never listen. It's time for you to listen, okay? 
So let's do a card that will go with all cards. Do, 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 do. Okay, well, I guess there's a few. Wow, there's three that flip out, flip out at me. So we're going to do three, okay? So dedicated effort was the first one. You like that? It's saying no bullshit. No bullshit. You have to try. You need to dedicate to this stuff this week. There's no half-assing it this week, okay? It is telling you to go to the solar plexus. That's that part in your middle, that gut feeling, that knowing, that inner work, that creativity, all of that, okay? And the third one was find balance. Find balance, okay? Because that's really what the name of the game is, is finding balance. Not going extreme one way or extreme the other, but to find that balance, okay? I don't think we could have asked for better rating this week because it's really telling you, guess what? It's time. If you have been ignoring this stuff, because you know what? They have been talking to you and telling you and doing everything week after week after week. And it's saying, we're, it's calling your bluff saying, hey, it's time. It's time for you to say, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. What do you think? Huh? You going to? <laughs> I'm scolding, aren't I? <laughs> It really is your game. It really is. Whatever you want to do. But you know what? If you stay around for the weekly reading and you're really asking, Spirit is really telling you, hey, it's time for you to start doing this stuff because you know what? You're not leading you down the wrong path or the wrong, wrong, wrong road. So I want to bring up, and as always, guys, I'm going to put that into um, that into the to the chat. For you guys so that you have it so later on you can always go back to this post and um, and check out what the reading was for the week if you if you were unsure of it okay I do want to talk about all the shows and I did get a new lineup and I'm so happy about this too so this week this week as always Monday morning we start with myself 9 a.m. that's school through spirit on Tuesdays God Tuesdays are 9 a.m. is Be the Change with Christina Bloom. 7 p.m. tomorrow night is Kevin Mackey with the New Bridge Radio. 8 p.m. is Haunted Voices with our very own Todd Bates. And at 10 p.m. is Par Paranormal Pete with P Pete Orbea. Tuesdays, you have no reason not to listen to something because we are there. Now, Wednesdays at 8 p.m., we have Over the Target with Missy Ford or Missy Hart and Nicole Ford. I always want to put them two together. Thursdays at 8 p.m. we have the Afterlife Chronicle with Nicole Strickland. And 8 p.m. on Fridays is Secret Within with Renee Rodriguez. All of them phenomenal shows. And I want to let you know, I want you to know if you ever want your own show. And trust me, Tuesdays can be like every other week, day of the week. And it can be busy every day of the week. Because trust me, Todd lives for this. He loves the radio. He loves production. Literally, message him. Go to the station, www.wltkdb.com. Message him. Hey, I got a voice. I have a subject. There's something I want to talk about. He will help you. He makes this no-brainer for the rest of us. He really does, okay? You don't have to be a professional radio host. You just have to have a mouth. That's it. And he will help you do the rest. And then all you have to do is show up every week, okay, and decide what you want to talk about every week. Along with advertising, you're not going to get cheaper advertising than this. This, I mean, TV is awesome. Don't get me wrong. TV commercials, all that. Booyah, awesome. But this doesn't go away. 
It's very inexpensive. Again, there's multiple packages, multiple deals Todd's always offering. Go in, you give him the information, you give him some ideas, he creates it. He, he comes back to you and says, hey, do you like this? And then he starts sharing it every week, okay? It gets posted on our shows. Yes, they are live. Yes, your advertising showing live, but you know what else it's doing? It's going into the podcast form. And then it's there forever. It doesn't go away. Your advertising, you're paying for the live, you're getting it in the podcast forever for free. Okay, so which means it's never going to go away. <clears throat> now, today you've been able to listen to me and you'll be able to do this all week with any show live. You can watch us at the station itself, WLTKDB, which trust me, it's kind of where we like you to go because then we get to see who's watching. But if you don't do that, hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, LinkedIn, YouTube. You know what? We're all over there live. Now we do go into a podcast form when we're done. After each of the shows, it goes to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbeam, iHeartRadio, YouTube, Audio, Audible, Amazon Music, which is also Amazon Prime. So, I mean, tr trust me, we're all over the place. If you're looking for my show specifically and you're going, Dad, I don't remember anywhere you said. One, you can go to my website, www.dietrene.com, and you can find it there. Or you can go to my YouTube channel. And I really like you to go to my YouTube channel because why? We just started it last week. Like, booyah, my YouTube channel. It's been there for a few years, not active, just there. So you're going to look like I've had this long YouTube channel. I haven't. It just started. Right, really just started. We're putting my shows there, other content there. And that's just under Diet Renee. Very simple. Google me, guys. Google me. It's going to take you right to those things. If you are going to my YouTube channel, please take a moment. Hit the subscribe button. I want to see a thousand plus people there. And the more that come and subscribe, the more I'm going to put in there. The more I'm going to put in there. You never know. I might go to daily readings or something. You never know. Maybe I'll do daily lives on my YouTube if you show up and subscribe. I got to have people to listen in order to do this. With that being said, I want to talk about next week. Guess who's on next week? Guess what? I'm going to flip the page and tell you. I already know, but I want to make sure I don't have this wrong. Missy Hart. You know it. You know it. You want it. You got it. We're doing live readings again next Monday. One question, live readings, but you have to show up. You have to show up. You have to show up through one of those forums. You have to show up through Psychic or WLTKDB, the, the, the site itself. You have to go to Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, LinkedIn, um, YouTube, wherever. You have to go to those. You have to watch us live. You have to post a question. And when you do, we will give you our best psychic jargon, best psychic, whatever we got to you. You know what? Because we love, we love this. We love this. This is our life. And we're here to help you and to serve. So Paula Stevenson, when you asked a little while ago, would love to talk to a psychic next week, free readings, one question per person. Me and Missy are going to be doing psychic readings all next Monday morning. And it is going to be close to a two hour show. Okay, I'm going to bring her in shortly after nine and say, let's do this because who cannot get enough of Missy? Okay, so as always, thank you for joining me today. It has been a pleasure. It has been a blast. And I'm always so grateful to see you every week here. This is Diet Renee on School Through Spirit with WLTKDB.com.